This episode sponsored by Manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off. And it's also sponsored by VincheroWatches.com. You spell it V-I-N-C-E-R-O, VincheroWatches.com. Use the promo code OPIE at checkout. And now on with the show. Yes, I am, you're, Vic Henley. Yes, I am. And that's how we begin. We are at Get Parts on the Upper West Side. Get Parts uh, Beer Culture. And I want to start by saying that it's so cool to see Carl on the menu here. They have added the Carl, which is a Jim Beam and an old, old Rasputin. Rasputin. And a, yep, so you get a shot of Jim Beam and an old Rasputin. Beer and a shot special that uh, Matt and the gang at Get Parts put together for our pal, Carl, who's He's did. popping up everywhere. It's very nice. He is popping up. I- it's still on the menu in Nantucket. When I was there in December for the Christmas thing at the beginning of December, yeah. at the ice cream shop, there's still the Carl. It's still on the board. What? What you is, know. Wait, you never told me that. I posted it. I put pictures okay, of it. Up. But it's for... It's we, for I don't know, but he, we, oh, okay. it wasn't... Hey, right. we, we know for sure yeah. it was not on there until we did Nantucket a couple of summers back. Okay. And then suddenly it appeared on the menu. So I don't know if he wandered in there. Because, you know, he would leave us. You were there. Oh, my God. You'd lose him for two or three yeah. hours. We know what he was doing. But it was not on the board at the yeah. ice cream store. And then, like... You know, a year later, it's on the board. It's on the board. <laughs> that is that is why I want to. I, I also want to introduce uh, Judd Jones is uh, with us as well. Doug, I mean, you gave me a, a bunch of great episodes right at the end of 2019. I haven't seen you since, but we got Judd and we got Vic, and we're here at Get Parts and uh, and Sherrod is no show. Yeah, thanks again. for having me. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. Uh, uh, well, you're in, you're in place of Sherrod, so you know. Well, f- that's fucking mean. Fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no shit. He can't say the N word like Sherrod. No. <laughs> no, no. Sherrod's way better at it. He's way, yeah, way better absolutely. At it. Um, and it's funny. You said Carl is showing up everywhere. I, I, I sent you the picture. I love that. I posted that immediately. It was wonderful. I, I've told the story too much, but I went and saw Brother Weeze down in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, we did some podcasting. First time I've seen Weeze since Carl died. Carl loved Weeze. We were supposed to. Certainly did. We were supposed to see uh, Weeze when Carl died. We were planning a trip, me, you. And, yeah, uh, we, were sure, we were all going to go and do a show. Yeah, yeah. And it was going to be late September, maybe early October, True. whatever. So at the Italian joint, we take a picture. I'm trying to show off my fruity drink. And one of the fans goes, or actually a friend of mine goes, dude, you see what's in between you and uh, Weeze's head? And I'm like, oh, my God. And it said, cuz. This is the short version of the story. A neon. A neon cuz. They're they're leaning in for the picture, and then right perfectly between them, perfectly between them, just says cuz in neon. Oh, right. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, we cropped out. We cropped uh, this to the point where it just said cuz between me and Weeze's head. And then... This is how cool the people that listen to this podcast are. They're like, I got to know what the sign actually said behind you. Oh, I, I didn't even want to ask. And someone found what it is. The, the exact sign. It's pretty much the same angle without people in the way. And the full sign is Yokas. 
Oh, oh that's oh, perfect. Oh, that's shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's fucking oh good. That's amazing. That's super good. So, uh, you know, <laughs> for the people that aren't familiar, our pal Carl from the Food Network, uh, we did many podcasts from Get Parts here, from this very table. Absolutely. Um, he, he said, yo, cuz. All the time. All the fucking all time. time. Yeah. So you want to hear another one that I haven't told you? Mm. So I was podcasting last week from Get Parts upstairs okay. with Jim Florentine. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had a good time. And Tim Sabian, uh, his new name is ADHD, by the way. ADHD. <laughs> did, did Florentine put that on him? No, I did. You did. Okay. Uh, right. I'm very proud. Had to be one of you. I was very proud. <laughs> I knew it had to be one he of you. He comes in like a tornado. He's handing out Cuban cigars. He t- he brings a whole entourage. He brings Grillo from the old Howard Stern show. Right. And five minutes later, he's walking down the stairs and basically leaving. Sure. So I'm like, oh, I guess you had enough That's of us. A drive-by. Yeah, it was a drive-by. <laughs> But he hands out these cigars. And um, so we're looking, and Robert was there too, Littlefoot. And I'm like, you think these are real Cuban cigars? Because Tim is selling them. Cuban cigars just got back from Cuba. So long story short, I take a picture and I send it to Maddie Rock, who's a big cigar guy. Oh, certainly, yes. Mm -hmm. Maddie Rock starts. And then Mo too. And Mo Mo would also Mo Mo would also know that can. Yeah, Mo would also know. So then Maddie's like Yeah, those guys don't fuck around. Maddie's (laughs) like, there's no way this is a Cuban cigar, but I'm gonna send it to someone that knows even more about cigars than me. Oh wow. And then that guy uh, Just a picture. You can tell by the picture. picture. I I can show you all this. And the guy basically writes back and goes, Sorry for your boy, but this is not even close to a Cuban cigar. (laughs) Oh shit. And then the guy felt bad. He's like, tell him I'll I'll send him real Cuban cigars, even though I don't really smoke them. So I swear to you, less than a day later, maybe 12 hours later, I'm on Instagram and I get a DM from this this kid in Australia. He goes, thinking of you, uh, and then hashtag Ruizing. Okay. It's the exact same fucking cigar that Tim gave me 12 hours earlier. Wow. What are the odds of that? No kidding. What are the odds of that? Jesus Christ. Fakes all over the world, boy. I mean, I'll put that whole thing together and I'll put it online. But what are the odds that the same shitty cigar that Tim handed out 12 hours later, a fan in Australia is like, oh, thinking about you, has the cigar, and just says Ruiz. <laughs> Basically saying, I'm thinking about you and, and you know, sure. Carl, obviously. Wow. That is weird. Okay, this that is, is wild. If we're on, on this sort of tangent, this is pretty pretty decent. Not as good as that, maybe, but um, Ron White, big cigar guy. Yeah. Huge cigar guy. So he's in he's in Nashville doing some gigs. He goes to his favorite store. He finds his... This brand, and it's not because it's Cuban. I don't even know if it is Cuban, but it's his favorite brand. Not because it's a jillion dollars or whatever, but it's really rare. It's hard to find. Yeah. So he gets a whole box of them because he can't believe he just ran across a box of them. <laughs> so you're right in the store. So he's yeah. he's having a big day. He sold out that night, two shows, uh, you know. And so he's got the cigars, and uh, so he he, get, he he gets on the bus that afternoon. He lights one up before the show. So there's only one missing out of the box of this really rare one, his favorite one ever, yeah. out of 40 years of smoking. So a fan comes up to him at the end of the show and goes, hey, I know you're a cigar guy, so I brought you one. And he hands him the exact same. He hands him one. So Ron gets to go and put it back in the box, keeping it still a full box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
That's what? just as odd. The same I, day, that, same. He's in the cigar going, "Oh my God, how lucky am I? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to smoke one of these." And then somebody goes, "Hey, I know your cigar guy. Here's your." Oh, and Ron goes, "Yeah, get on the bus. Yeah. Get, come on, you're drinking tequila. Right. Get on the bus right. right now." And so some poor fucker just handed him the golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell Ron White oh, I was down shit. in a liquor store in Fort Lauderdale with Brother Weez. Brother Weez is a big tequila guy. Yeah, and I was trying to turn him on to uh, number one. Number one. And they didn't have it in this giant. It's only in 10 states, I think. I don't oh, know. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you okay. got to go to taterstequila.com. I'll plug it. Uh, okay. Tater, taters, T A T E R S. Taterstequila.com, and they'll send it to your house and get the extra Añejo for 80 bucks. I love the Añejo tequilas. Aged in old bourbon barrels. It's as dark oh, color as a bourbon. Oh, it's, I know. Dark. it's so delicious. Because I've said this many times, but uh, the stupid Cuervo when we were growing up, when someone. It's right. like, oh, time for tequila right. shots, and it's that terrible yeah. Cuervo. Yeah. I know that the Cuervo makes uh, better tequilas, but not when we were growing up. No. It was that shitty Cuervo, and if you were lucky, you were able to sneak your shot on the floor when no one was looking. Yeah, it was that nice, terrible. nice. It was that bad. But because of that, I, I was turned off from uh, tequilas because stupid me. I, I was not educated on well, it. Well, that's Ron always talks. He uses the phrase, not the old school Cuervo, where you're vomiting through your nose. Yes. <laughs> through yeah, your nose. Like that's, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's why everybody hates thing. tequila. That's why I don't even drink it anymore. That's why everybody like hates tequila. Yeah. Yeah. Judd was with me. Where were we with him? Tell What's him that? when he said he was, he was running low. Oh, in okay. Albany. No, that's right. No, no. I, we're in the in the dressing room, and, and, you know, before Ron gets there, his whole setup is there, everything that he, you know, a man might need. And so uh, I'm sitting there, and I said, hey, I was like, hey, how's it going, you know, whatever. And right. uh, he says, hey, do you want a beer? And it was like Weren't a, there how many? But how many? There were two full ones. No, 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 no. He has, if I wanted a beer, there's like a bucket of beer, but it's like the, what's the super light? The, 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 they drink a the Michel- healthy Mick Ultra. Yeah, Michelob Ultra. Oh, they, they, yeah. Goes, tour, goes, tour manager likes Mick Ultra. Yeah. So that's what, so and, and so Michelob Ultra, and I look at that, and I was like, uh, I said, well, man, I'll, I'll take a sip of that tequila if you got, you know, got right over there. There's three full bottles and a water bottle filled with it. Where he's poured out a Fiji and filled right. it up with more of it so he can take it and around for dinner later. I gotta go, I gotta, wow. I gotta, I gotta go, actually, I'd rather have one of those, you know, drinking one of those tequilas over there with all four of those sitting there. Ron goes, ooh, I'm running low. <laughs> <laughs> no. right. I'm, I'm sure. Oh my god, that's <laughs> hilarious! Oof, I'm it running really, low. I'm perfect, running low. Perfect comic timing. <laughs> yeah. Perfect amount of no. That's mine. Yeah. And that's, sarcasm. That absolutely, is funny, man. Absolutely wonderful. It is good. good yeah. Stuff. Well, I good told stuff. you at the, at the fake wedding that he had in 2013. Oh, um, we could talk about the fake sure, wedding finally. I, we can talk. It's, it was, you know, he's still in, you know, arguing about the money and the divorce and everything because yeah. he never really married her. Yeah. But um. But he invited everyone and everyone that went thought it was a real wedding oh yeah that's what made him that's why he's going to lose this case because the judge said in the case even though there's no marriage license there's you know he said look you sent out invitations you invited people there was a minister it wasn't a minister it was it was dr phil's son (laughs) jay mcgraw presided over the ceremony no kidding no kidding he's a producer he's a producer of that show the doctors yeah yeah so he's you know as soon as dr phil started blowing up he just drags junior in and beautiful and jay mcgraw first of all is is a killer guy yeah super cool guy very funny and so i forgot how it came up but somehow or another it came up that well i'll, I'll preside i'm ordained and or sure. i'll get ordained in i Texas. mailed it in I whatever it, yeah you know. <laughs> i can do the paperwork yeah so but at this um at the fake wedding he's friends ron's friends with jean paul 
whatever he is, uh, the the Paul Mitchell, Jean Paul Giorgio, I think he's is his name. Friends with that guy. He's friends with that guy, the ponytail guy with the beard, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. who's Patron also. He's a giant. To, he he's responsible for Patron. He went from shampoo to liquor. I don't know why. That's why he's a goddamn jillionaire. No, yes. I, I didn't know that. John Paul is completely in charge of Patron, and he started out with a brand of his called uh, Perfidio, okay, which is still very hard to find. And I think he just bought that whole distillery down in Mexico and changed it all over, right? And that's how Patron got going. So, but he's the master of tequila over the planet Earth, John. So, um, so John Paul being friends with Ron at the, in, in the big giant ballroom where the party's going on. So the band's playing, everybody's dancing. There's 300 people. It's a raging. Hotel ballroom wedding party. In each corner, excuse me, back left, back right, giant hand-carved ice fountains <laughs> that are just spewing tequila. They just pour tequila, and it runs down a slide, and then it goes through a vent. Wait, the fountain was tequila? Yeah, it's got all the Patron logos carved in the ice. It's a whole. It's a bar made of ice. No, because I've seen the ice slides yes. right. where they pour the But shot. the whole bar is made of ice. The entire thing is made of ice. The Ooh. bar, but, the, the background, oh damn, boy, that's everything. My, my, yeah, but... I, I got a ice slide story, but in general, when you see those at weddings, they yeah. have one guy that just will wait. And no, go, you want a shot, and they'll no. put the shot in, and you you're at the bottom of the ice this slide. Thing, this thing's this got thing a, com- a it's got a compressor. Something, wow, yeah. So that's it's just awesome. so that's it's just re- it's just recycling it. <laughs> yeah. So all you do is walk up there and stick your glass in, and then walk over there and do a shot. Yeah. So you're, you're not getting anybody else's backwash or anything. It's because it's just you just walk over there and uh. stick your. Stick your glass in the middle it's got of the motor on it. Yes. God damn. Two of them. Shit. And so uh, I know Ron and Alex Ramundo, his uh, now ex brother in law, but still good friend, comedian, opener. They've got a flask of the number one. Each of them have a flask of the number one. And I keep going up to them on the dance floor going, give me the flask. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Ron's like, that goddamn Patron ice fountain in the back. You got that, 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 that. And I'm like, come, give me, just shut the fuck up. Give me the flask. It's not as good as yours. Henry, goddamn it, there's an ice fountain in the back. A fountain filled with tequila. Patron ice fountain. But officially they weren't married that day? Well, it looked like it to everybody else standing there. She came in and made, she had four costume changes. There was an aerialist. I've never, oh. to, I've never told you this part. No, I don't think so. Oh my God! Ron talked about uh, there was like there's a jib, you know, the camera on the thing on the crane like yeah, thing sure. that moves around. Ron goes, "My last HBO special didn't have as many cameras as this one." <laughs> <laughs> and she had four costume changes. That's oh, what she, oh, she changed costumes three times, <laughs> and so she did. So we're sitting there and watching all this. Yeah. And so during one of the songs, this uh, this girl that's kind of sitting down front. And she's kind of wearing like a real skimpy little short skirt thing, you know, very flimsy looking. And uh, they pause, and this was perfect timing. They've rehearsed this to the T. And so here comes the giant metal hula hoop coming, lowering down out of the oh ceiling. Oh, my the hoop, God. Like Cirque du Soleil, yeah, you know. Sure. And this girl stands up. And oh, she just pulls off the little skirt. And now she's wearing so not because she's wearing like a tutu thing, yeah. and she's got tights on and everything. She's wearing so her outfit. She's got her, but she's it's yeah, go. it's her aerialist, you know. So it stops right above her head, and she grabs a hold of it, and it lifts her up about another 10, 12 feet, and she starts circling the soleil, and she's spinning and hopping through it and rolling around on it and doing every kind of gymnastics.
gymnastic, whatever you would call that move on it. Please tell me there was an accident. She no, ended up in the foul. No, that's what I was hoping oh, for. That's what I was going. Everybody sitting there was hoping for that. Of course. <laughs> every <laughs> every comedian in the room is sitting there going, what Did the, the triple lending into the foul? The triple lending into the foul. Those, those acts are useless unless something goes wrong. I know. We're all right. watching because we want something of course, to go wait, wrong. It's NASCAR. Yeah. I, I, I'm not <laughs> impressed that you're so you damn know, good yeah. at this. <laughs> if she was in my, so then it just gently lowers her back down. Yeah. And she, she sits down, walks right back over, puts her skirt back on, sits back down at the table. Like it was nothing. And then and then that's when Margot goes into the next song. You know, Daryl Hall, I mean, uh, John Oates sang a song with it from Hall of Notes. He was there. He was at the wedding? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my he's, God. He's buddy. They, Ron, I'm sure Ron paid him a fortune to write her but a song did, and work with her. But he's get, always around. John Oates, he's a great guy. But did, did this wedding get uh, away from Ron White? Oh, well, completely. Yeah, yeah, he looked like All a deer right. in headlights. He All was sitting there. It was Dr. Phil at the rehearsal dinner the night before. Ron, I think you told me that uh, after your last divorce, that if I ever get married again, please hit me in the face <laughs> with your driver. <laughs> and Dr. Phil goes, my clubs are in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Dr. Phil now. Oh, oh Dr. Phil is the best. Okay. <laughs> I like Dr. Phil now. You don't know about the Irish exit? Uh, I don't know. This whole thing. Well, you know what the Irish exit yeah, is. Yeah, of course. Just you, of course. Okay, right. you just, so, I do Irish exits. Okay, yes. I, I do too. I love it. I hate saying goodbye. So I just sneak yeah. out. We're at this yeah. rehearsal dinner, which Margo has decided it has to be formal. So I had to rent a tux. Now the wedding, the wedding the next day at the big blowout party, it went full on Tex Mex. It's just briskets, fun. So you can wear whatever you wanted. But oh, that's the, cool. the night before, it's like a nine course meal, and I got to wear a tux, and it's in this old Victorian mansion that's gone full on French, <laughs> and every every dollop of every course is the size of a you know yeah. a quarter. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, and so and they're trying to be over oh, too fancy, and there's little different rooms and jigzags. So here's how <laughs> I'm sitting next to John Paul's wife. I love these. I'm that's sitting true. next to John Paul's wife. Yeah. And this is how dingy she is. And she kind of, I hear her say two or three times, I'm getting a draft from somewhere. It's kind of chilly. Something, I can't, are you cold? I'm, and he ain't paying, he's talking to whoever's sitting next to him. And I'm, so then she finally turns to me, because I'm sitting right next to her. He, she's, I'm between, she's between me and her husband. And she looks at me and she goes, are you feeling? I'm like, you're sitting on a vent. <laughs> and she was. And she never thought to look down. She's wearing a she dress. She figure out where the draft Right. She's, she's sitting on a vent wearing a dress. It's blowing up your skirt. And she never, I go, I'm just screaming as, with laughter. Inside. As it's making her cooter go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> It feels it feels a little brisk. I don't know it what does. it is. What's that sound? Why is my cooter making that sound? I got I got to tell you. So when I got married, which is wow, we're we're like uh, heading toward twelve years, which is unbelievable. We decided in a row? To get, huh? In a row? Yes. Yeah. All right, <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. We decided to get a wedding planner just because I suck at organizing and I didn't want to put it all on my wife. So I'm like, we got the means. Let's get a wedding planner. You know. That's why I asked if it got away from uh, Ron. <laughs> oh, it completely did. It, the worst thing you could do if you have money is get a wedding planner because oh, yeah? it gets completely out of control because they don't give a fuck about you. No. They, no. they want to put They're on... Pre please that woman over there, they, right? They like no, they, oh, they want to put on a spectacle. They want to put oh. on a spectacle. Oh, for their own brand. Yes, for, for their, their time brand. to shine. Right. For their okay. time so to they could show other people that they're trying to get as Look clients. what I can do. Yes. And yeah. uh, All right, okay. This lady, I forgot which A-lister, but she was the wedding planner for this a-lister so at that point i probably should have figured we were in trouble yes. oh, yeah. we wanted just a down and dirty wedding and philly you know 
Not Turns today. out we get married at the Ritz Carlton in Philly. I'm uh, like, hey, it was beautiful, uh, but me and my wife are like, how did this happen? Yeah. This <laughs> and and uh, wow, and and they're trying to make it more and more glamorous, and we're like, no, man, we want more of a party. My family and her family, it makes more sense. We, we want it to be nice, but it doesn't have to be over the top nice. Right. Next thing you know, she's hiring two bands and and oh. all sorts of stuff, oh, yeah. decorations. But the one thing I said to her, I'm like, look, I really want an ice luge. I want an ice luge to keep it still kind of down and dirty. Okay, right. You could have all the other stuff. We had a nice candy table, but all of a sudden the candy table was insanely stupid. Okay. When it was supposed to be just a few things. And then we had Philly cheesesteaks because we're like, we'll go local and that'll keep it down and dirty. Sure. And she was disgusted that we wanted Philly cheesesteaks. Ah. She made us go down to Philly for tastings. One time we had to go down to Philly to taste Potatoes. What kind of potatoes? Uh, purple potatoes. Regular, Just all kinds. All kinds of potatoes I've never seen in my life before. That was the first time I ever saw a purple potato. Sure. And, and how were they cooked? Were they like steamed or what different are you variations? About? No, all sorts. Yeah. yeah. Well, Just potatoes. Gonna, yeah, it's gonna be. We could serve it this way or that way, and we're trying potatoes and something else. Maybe a meat that day. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> But look, <laughs> I don't remember. I and, and, and I'm with me and my wife. All a blur. You know my wife. I, I, right. Me, me and her sitting there, we're like, we also find the humor in things. We're like, look, this has gotten out of control, but yes. we might as well have fun with yes. the whole thing. And sure. we're laughing and we're, we're, we're finding the humor and the jokes. And then, you know, her parents are there and they're, you know, we're having fun. Uh, long story short, the day of the wedding, I'm like, I want the ice, ice luge to keep it down and dirty, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking over the Ritz-Carlton. It's gorgeous. Where we're going to have dinner and all this. And this, and also, I'm like, where's the ice luge? She goes, oh, yeah, I decided that. Th that oh, no. Yeah. She goes, I decided it would be inappropriate for this type of wedding. I'm like, what? What, your wedding? Yeah. Because it's not my wedding yeah. anymore. Yeah. Me, the groom, requested one thing, and you yeah. decided that I That was the only thing I gave a shit about, because <laughs> I wanted to keep it, you know... So you go a different that. direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in the end, I got to say, it was it was amazing, and uh, people to this day say it's one of the best nights of their lives. Well, Mar Margo, oh, wow. they, they had... There was a band... Her, she sang a song with John Oates, and then... Uh, Oscar, I think his name's Oscar Hernandez. Do you remember what song? It's called Rain, Let It Rain. It's uh, it's her single that she claims. Oh, she had. She, she wrote a song with John Oates. That's how rich you, Ron White is. That he, yeah, so I, I think. He, so Ron White was able to get John Oates to, to sing her song? Well, no, 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 to write a song with her that she sang. Oh, and it's called, it's, it's something to do with the rain. It's got God. Let It Rain or the rain on something, you know. Rain it's on Yes, yes. No, it's nothing that good. <laughs> no, but it's, it's her single. R-E-I-G-N, by the way. She had a single that she was trying to get played and supposedly, you know, charted, and yeah. I don't think any of that ever happened. But let me go back to Dr. Phil. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Let me go. No, because we're, at the, we're, in the, we're in the old mansion with the seven-course French dinner in the tuxedo, and I can see... Um, after I'm after you're sitting on a vent, I can, <laughs> I can look across the room and in a little side room because you kind of got to go around a corner. Yeah, Kathleen Madigan is sitting there next to Doctor Phil and his wife Robin. Yeah, and they're all at this one table. And Madigan, I'm making eye contact with Madigan, and she keeps waving me over. She's like, "Get up and come over here." So I walk over, and there's a seat between Doctor Phil and his wife. So as I go walking up to sit down, he stands up and he goes, "Hey, I'm Phil McGraw, and I, I'm Big Henley Phil." And I said, "He goes sit down." And and then so we sit there, we start chit chatting, and he start he immediately goes, "What do you think about this food?" And we're on like course number four now, and we've had maybe five bites, <laughs> you know, and, and none of it's been it's a quail egg with truffles, <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, and all this <laughs> of stuff, course. you know. Fuck. 
And uh, he goes, I'm, he goes, I was just telling Kathleen, I think I'm going to have to go to Ruth Chris and get a steak. <laughs> 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 he, goes, he, goes, he goes, I hate to be a dick. <laughs> and so and his, he's looking at his wife, who's, her name is Robin, and so she's just sitting there sipping Patron, and she looks at me, and she's like, I kind of agree with him, you know. And so Madigan goes, I keep telling him we should do the Irish exit. And he goes, I'm not familiar with that term. He's from Texas. He never. And so she explains it to him, you know, that you just leave. Yeah. <laughs> and, every, and, and Irish people are so hammered, they don't know if he left or not. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Phil goes, I'm in. <laughs> nice. So I, by now the next course is coming. I have to get up. Every who's seen I'm in has come back. So I go back to our table. And sure enough, but within 10 minutes, I look over there, and they're all gone. Dr. Phil's gone. His wife's gone. And Kathleen's gone. Yeah. And they, they went straight downtown and found a Del Frisco's, I think. And walked right in. And the weird, Now, the capper of this weirdness is Madigan tells me later, they go walking in there, and she had done a corporate for Bayer Aspirin in Kansas City about a month before. And then about a year before, she played in Jim Kelly's charity golf tournament up in Buffalo, and her in her group was Joe Theismann. Oh, wow. So they go walking in. They walk in Del Frisco's after doing the Irish exit with Dr. Phil, and the first person they hear is, Kathleen! They look over, and it's the chairman of Bayer Aspirin having dinner with Joe Theismann. Oh, my <laughs> God. And she walks in with Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah. so, She's a rock star. So they, yes, they all go in, because Joe Theismann stands up and he looks at Dr. Finney because I don't know if she's told you how good she is out of the bunkers but she's amazing. <laughs> Her short game's incredible. Because I think they almost won the thing, the celebrity program part yeah, of it, you know. Oh, wow. And so they so they got out of the crappy nine-course meal and ended up at Del Frisco's with Dr. Phil, Joe Theismann, and the chairman and of Probably Bear. had a great time. It's <laughs> out of black. No, right. She's sending me texts the whole time. I'm like, I thought I was supposed to go with you. Watch, yeah. you, you, you weren't supposed to Irish yeah. exit me. Oh my God. You know? right. And then um, I think his name is Oscar Hernandez and he's a Grammy Award Award-winning uh, in this in the salsa category or in the Latino category. Right. Uh, I'm telling how much that cost. <laughs> right. It's a full-on salsa band. That's crazy. It's, it's, wow. it's like there's 30 people up there. You know, there's six background singers. You know, it's it's crazy good. And Ron had to take salsa lessons. <laughs> 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 he was in health, so so they can do oh, their jump. so they can do their bride and groom dance, you know, like you're supposed to do. So wait, the bride and groom dance was a salsa. Yes, was he so, Yes. Oh my! So the, I but, thought it was like a fool around thing later no, on. No, no, you come out. Here comes this. So they did the services. She sang. Yeah. Doc J. We had the aerialist. Then she had another costume change, and then the band starts, and he's got to start by dancing just the two of them out there, <laughs> and it looked like I don't. I, here we go. It was, it was, it was tragically Caucasian. It was just so. We're going to bring I, the happy couple out for the equal that you got out there. He just couldn't. He's trying, bless his heart. He's pretty He's pretty good. He's better than my brother. But, but he, gave it, uh, he gave it a good try. My brother dancing with my niece at her wedding two years ago, yeah. uh, uh, he's, the, he's tone deaf. And I thought he was going to yank her shoulders out of the socket. <laughs> and they practiced and practiced, and they were trying to sing, they were trying to do like a country couple dance to Rock My World, You Little Country Girl. And I mean, I thought he was going to, I thought she was going to need a neck brace, popping. back brace. Like, you know, right. Is he moving yeah. around like Herman Munster? Yeah, just, yes, just horrible. And he's yanking her, yeah, and she's tiny. And she's tiny, and he's just yanking her and whipping her. It's just too, uh, so, so. Uh, so so, what, so Ron wasn't that bad, but it, Ron trying to salsa was almost as bad as Terry Henley trying to oh, dance. Poor period. Ron. Can we go save him? <laughs> so uh, he's all right now. He's, he's all right. He's now. fine all now. Right. God, what a great start to the podcast! I love that story. <laughs> I love it's that. Been, it's for it's it's epic. Yeah. It's just there's so many it's nooks so and crannies. I'm sure. I'm, oh, and then at the end, here's another part. There's me and my buddy Norton. You've heard me talking about my uh, friend Norton, yeah, yes. not Jim Norton. Yeah. My buddy Norton, yeah, yeah. who is the better Norton. No knock on Jimmy, but um, I'm all right. And so. Uh, they when you leave 
when it's finally over and the ballroom doors open up, they've got chicken and waffles going and a full-on mariachi band. Not just two, the one with the giant guitar and the whole the horns, oh the horns, the whole full-on mariachi. Right. And, and you're, you're and they got you know uh, people. I started to say servants, but they got servers <laughs> right. standing there, and, there, and it's in a cone. The waffles wrapped in a cone, and Beautiful. the chickens inside it. Beautiful. And they pour a little drizzle of syrup on there and hand you a chicken yeah. and waffle cone when you're leaving, basically, you know. And so they're out there, and they're singing. So me and Norton, my buddy, we are liquored beyond belief. <laughs> We've been in the between stealing Ron's tequila out of the flask and the, the Patron fountain. We're just hammered, and they're singing the classic "Ay Ay Ay Ay." So, and everybody's singing along, and all her whole family—they're from Mexico, they're from Acapulco. So, everybody's singing along, and they're singing in Spanish. So, when they get to the "Ay Ay Ay" part, me and Norton shit face go "Ay Ay Ay Ay." I am the frito bandito. I like fritos, corn chips. I love them. I do. You get to the point. I'll eat them for you, or whatever. And they, it stopped them all cold. They all turned to look where they stopped, like dead quiet, and we kept going. Going. We we go we kept going with the yes we're like come on Frito Bandito motherfuckers I remember that that's, that's awesome well we've known each other since kindergarten yeah. that's from our age we're yeah, that old and it was just the only thing to do and ever, they stopped singing immediately and turned around like who are these two fucking hillbillies <laughs> and what the fuck is Frito Bandito <laughs> oh we, we uh, haven't talked about you getting hit by a car yet Vic Henley ah uh, I got hit by a car SUV let's not just an, lower an it. SUV SUV yeah what the fuck sober First of all, and I'm so running around. I left uh, like 10 minutes before he did, and then the next day he texted me, oh, I got hit by a fucking car. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's all right since he texted. I was crossing, so anyway, I was, it's was about 115. I'm crossing 86th Street and 3rd Avenue, and I clearly have the light, the little man's blinking. It ain't even going to the number counting yet. It's Because all I said to the guy after he hit me was, it knocked the breath out of me from the back. He kind of clipped me. He's hauling ass up 3rd Avenue, and 86 is a four-way. Yeah, yeah. Two this way and two the other way. Most streets in New York City are one. One. Yeah, and it's a four-way, and I guess he didn't. He I got on a long black overcoat, and it's late, and I fucker didn't see me, and uh, he whips by, and he clips me on the whole left side, so from the left shoulder down to the top of my ass, spans me around. I'm in the street. It sounded like a clap of thunder. It scared me to death, and, I, and it knocked the breath out of me from the back. Instead you, of from the front. You were know? you in the middle of the road just like gasping for I was, air? I was two feet from the curb. I was I was, was the literally. Bus stop, like yeah, right I was there. right there because yeah. once I got yeah. to my feet, there was a bench right there and I sat down on it. But there, no, I was literally one, two, and then I'm on the sidewalk. And he didn't see me and he was flaring up there and going to make the line, hang a hard left. And he clipped me on the left. And so I had a giant knot on my ass from the top of my, right about my hip on the back, yeah. all the way up to the shoulder blade. But I knew that. I've had crack ribs before. That's a whole other story. Wait, you hurt all just, the just way in up? that area? He just got me on the left hand side, all from, the way up, from shoulder to top of the hip. Wow. Nothing on the legs, nothing on the right, nothing. From pretty the, from, close to your fucking head. Yeah, but I, he, he just so I'm I'm laying there. You got punted. You got punted. All I kept saying was, you know? I'm like, I can't get my breath because, and, and I'm going, and he's going, he's telling the he's scared to death. Bless his heart, he was the nicest fella. and he has a passenger. It's an Uber guy because I got his driver's license. It's a commercial license, and. Um, He's like, stay right there. We're calling 911. Stay right there. And I know I've just got, and I'm, I'm kind of sitting in the street and I'm kind of moving around and I know I'm all right. And once I get, and I keep going, I had the light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stunned. I don't know what, I, I, it's not like I said three times. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had the light. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God this worked out because I don't want to be at your funeral going. And his final words were. <laughs> <laughs> so now. Put it on your damn. But well then, so now, 
That's within ten seconds. Scary. Okay, now Seamus, my good friend, he who lives in the neighborhood as well, who randomly appears out of the blue, at like two a little, in the morning, like, like a like little Irish, Irish angel. Angel. He shows up. He, he probably randomly. was coming to buzz my buzzer and say, "Let's go get a yeah, beer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he'll do that sometimes yeah, at two right. in the morning. Or, hey, I got yeah. a, I got some weed. Yeah, let's yeah, go yeah, smoke or let's go do something. Yeah. So, so he walks up and he sees it, you know, and he's like, "What's happened? What's happening?" So now I'm like, "Get me up!" So they help me to my feet, and again, I'm moving around. I'm kind of stretching. I don't feel. I've had cracked ribs before, and even though I'm sore, you can't even breathe or laugh. It hurts so bad. So I know that hadn't happened because I'm, I'm huffing and puffing, and I'm all right. And I yeah. sit on the bench for a minute, and Seamus goes, "I'm just telling the guy to go on." I'm like, just go. I, he was so genuinely honest and nice that I wasn't going to be, I'm taking this and I'm going to sue you and I'm going to do all this stuff. And he was, I could see the panic and he was sincere. Yeah. And he's got a he's got a lady with him. He said, they're both. They couldn't have been nicer. And they were so terrified that I went, once I thought I was okay, I'm like, I'm letting them off the hook. Really? And so, well, I just didn't want to be that dick that's going to sue. Because now you got to go, then I got to go find an attorney. Now we got to go look at the. the but when you, the didn't have, you, when you didn't have air, do I have to teach you stuff? You're laying on the, on the street. You should have said, empty your pockets. No, no, no. No, I'm not. I, it, twi- <laughs> yes. Do you, you own that no, car? Right. No. And, and that yes. And, uh, and f- 15, 15 to, <laughs> 15 to 30 year old me would have totally done that. Fifth, 12, 12 year old me till I was 30 would have totally went the crooked route and thought about what can I get out of it. And then I just, I, I couldn't do it. And I knew I was all right. And I guess I am. You're and, a good dude, man. So, well, Seamus helps me up, and we can't. So he did. I took a picture of the guy's driver's license. Just in it's case. In, it's in yeah. my phone. Because you could have had internal bleeding. I peed though. blood for a day, and then the next couple of days I peed. No, not not every pee, but the, over the next. How dark? Pretty dark? Like real dark. Like pee, like blood, bad, you know, total. So, so they got that your Got kidney. me in the kidneys, yeah. They got your kidney good. And so I'm peeing and pooping blood. What the fuck? So, and, but only yes. for a day. And then the day ever since. You, you didn't go to urgent care? No, or I just pounded water. I just started feeling <laughs> oh, gallons. <okay. laughs> I just started feeling gallons of water. It's just a normal Wednesday. I'm just going to flush this out. Hey, Kobe, <laughs> just pound some water. Just, <laughs> I mean, that's your logic. That was my logic, yes. Stretch, <laughs> stretch. My stretch? No, no, I'm saying not stretch. Do a lot oh. of stretching. I'd oh. wake up. I'm, stretching I, in water oh. takes care of being hit by an SUV. Hit and blood. Okay. In my case, yes. All right. Yeah. Let's call the uh, medical journals and uh, yes. get this in. Well, I wasn't going to go online and look. I don't ever like right. looking and getting scared and right. worried about anything. Yeah, but, let's go and put that online. But it, uh, what does Johns but I, Hopkins have to say about that? Right. But, <laughs> within a day, the very next day, the knot on my hip, which was really bad that night. It what was do you all, mean a knot? Like just it like, just bulged up like a big old knot. Like That's blood. I don't know what it was, but it, 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 I it's was pushing. Blood it, it didn't feel. It didn't feel squishy. It felt like a hard knot, like when you get a knot on your fucking wow. head. Well, usually that's blood, and that's how tight it, it is. Well, it wasn't. I don't think. Well, anyway, it didn't. It wasn't, and uh, it started going away immediately. And then yeah, within the blood subsiding. Well, now. The, but I, every day, but every I knew. But every day, I did a few stretch. I, I did right. a Jane Fonda tape, and yeah. I feel great now. <laughs> <laughs> Gallon of water, Jane Fonda will do you wonders when you get right. hit by a car. You're nuts. Why did you go to urgent care? I don't. I, yeah, yeah. You have no health insurance. I, don't, I, I, I can. I got You're money. You're a comic. I, I know got you money. have money, but, but I, I don't have. I don't have health insurance, but you know. That's crazy. But I just pay right? for it because I got enough money, but um. Yeah, I'm fine. Apparently, it's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and then I electrocuted myself to... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait. I've had two in five <laughs> weeks. So, you wait a minute. But, all right. So, five weeks later, you're fine from the car accident. Yes. And then here about two weeks ago... Yeah. Um, 
my, I have some. I'm, I'm replacing some sconces in my dining area, and it's been a giant pain in the ass. And I thought I was going to have to put on an oven mitt and get a hammer and bust the light bulb, and then take some needle nose pliers to twist this thing out because oh, sure. the whole unit's gone wrong. Okay, and I can't get it out of the wall. So I got the aforementioned Irish Angel Seamus who can do anything. Yeah, uh, I go come fix. I was leaving town. Me and him went down to uh, Baltimore to work the gig, and um, Seamus fixed it while I was gone. So when I come back. Both sides, I can see he's dismantled the whole thing, made it work. And there, one side is raw wires sticking out of the wall. And the other side is, I can see he's just gotten the unit away from the wall. So it still yeah. looks like it's plastic and has a base and this, that, and the other. And there's two, there's two switches that control this, these lights. And I thought I had them both on off. And so, but one of them was on and I didn't know it. And I went over there and I was looking, I'm like, I know better than to ever touch the raw wire ever. <laughs> and, and it, but even it's also, I'm kind of looking at things cause I want to go online and start researching how to replace this. Yeah. So I'm reaching up there and I'm fiddling with it with my left hand. Yeah, step number one, turn off the power. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought I had both. I thought both. He said he thought the power was but, off. Well, there's two right, switches right. and I knew the one right by it was off, yeah. but the other one over in the other part of the apartment that still controls that socket was on. <laughs> and I reached up there and it zapped my ass to the oh floor, to the floor <laughs> immediately to the floor so, well I, luckily i let go luckily it was so it was such a jolt if i, I let go of me and it just knocked my ass down on the floor and i'm like so yes yeah, the only reason he let go probably is because it collapsed yeah. so, i've been electrocuted ground, and hit by an suv in five weeks um, but the, but it was that much of a jolt that it threw, knocked my it ass on the ground the yeah, yeah. yeah yes yes yeah. Oh, I That'll thought when you it. told me it was like you know the old days, like yeah. in the old plugs. We, yeah, we all. If you're old enough, you you kind of electrocute yourself oh, yeah, yeah. with the plugs at home. But so I guess they figured that out finally because I don't really hear much about that anymore. I told my brother this story. My oldest brother Let's Terry. Stick a fork in it at home. See what that does. He yeah, told. He, no, I told. <laughs> I told Terry this, and he immediately told me like 15 of these, which he'd done to himself. <laughs> And they were way funnier than mine. Right. Every one of them were way, way funnier yeah. than so mine. Was Seamus there when you got electrocuted? No, I was by myself. And then how did that play out? I just got up. Once I realized, you know, and I got up and I shook it off. And, and you're you know, all right? Yeah. Did electricity pound, come started, flying out of another part no, of your body or my, anything? My penis. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> well, I don't know I started, you. I started pounding water and did a little stretching. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I decided yoga would be the best <laughs> thing to do for my electrocution. That's right. What? I was surprised I, I got, got electrocuted because I, I had this oven mitt on. <laughs> I, I got hit by an SUV, so I decided to hydrate myself. <laughs> That's right, and do some stretching and, and stretch my hands. Y'all ever do yoga? That's what I was like. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's all Felt in five good. weeks. Yeah, man, I Jeez. think it's tough. I think Carl's looking out for you. Hopefully. Somebody, somebody's well, looking out for you. Well, right next to uh, the uh, hot dog joint, the papaya. Carl's oh, yeah. favorite. It one was the, right there. You the know? reason I knew. So there could be something to that. Part, you know? the, before, when I, one of the reasons I knew I had the light was, yeah. A, I was sober. Yeah. And I was staring at Grace Papaya on the, on the other side of the street, and I was contemplating I really should go in there and get a couple of hot dogs. Yeah. And that was literally, that's right. and I was waiting on the light change while I was thinking that. And then when the little white man came on and started blinking, I'm like, oh, I want to go over here. Blam! Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll add that to your eulogy. <laughs> and then he crawled to papaya. Papaya. Grace papaya. Grace papaya. Grace papaya. Right. Wow, man. Well, I'm, I'm obviously happy you're all right. That sounds like that's crazy. Uh, you that's know, just insane, man. Life in New York City. 
But you weren't worried when you were peeing blood or anything like that? How many days were you going to give you one yourself? One a day. Maybe one bad pee. So it was, it was subsiding. full on blood. And then the no, next. but I mean, it, it subsided enough after a day where you're like, okay, I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not that worried yeah. anymore. And then the whole time, whenever I have to cough or laugh or breathe, it would reassure me that uh, there's nothing wrong. I'm still sore through here, but these aren't cracked ribs. Yeah. There's not a broken rib here because yeah. you wouldn't be able to do any of the things. It was, it's excruciating pain. I, I broke my, I cracked my sternum. Ooh, that hurts. Playing Ooh. basketball. Oh, that, I dropped weights on mine and cracked them. So yeah, Ooh. right. Yeah, I, I got elbowed playing uh, basketball. Oh, every breath. Jesus. And, yeah. And if you had a sneeze coming on, you're like, oh God, yeah, no! You're no, you're, right. you're praying. Yeah. Oof. You'll you'll believe in God at that point because you're praying like, no, 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 hold the sneeze. Like, no, no. Ah, oh, just excruciating Man. pain. I busted my face in a trampoline accident when I was a teenager. <laughs> With the giant springs? Yes. And, and back then they didn't have the padding. Nothing. And so I did a one and a half. So I've done a complete flip and I'm done the half and I'm going to land on my stomach. But I went too far forward. It's a wonder it didn't knock my teeth out. Yeah. It's a full-on face. Right. Smack. I, I can't believe it did not knock right. my two front teeth out. <laughs> My, it split Into my lip springs. right down the middle. Wow. And it swole up so big you couldn't even see my nose. No. It, was, it was a giant no. swollen with 10 stitches in it. And all you did not want to do for 10 days was laugh or sneeze. Because yeah. it pulled on those stitches in your face. It hurt so goddamn bad. <laughs> you, you, you were able to save your teeth. Yeah, I, I, it's I, such a crash. I can't believe it didn't. I laugh because two of my siblings have the trampolines, the, <laughs> the normal ones with the netting and the yeah. padding over yeah, the yeah, springs. Yeah. And I'm like, and I tell him, I, I asked my brothers and sister, like when we sister, sorry, when we were growing up, man, these trampolines had nothing. You would no. bounce into the right. woods. That's it. Yeah, right. there wasn't no enclosure, <laughs> no padding, the no, netting, no, and bullshit. No, 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 yeah. no. We, yeah. we lost, Off. we Off. lost a friend yeah. once a year to a broken leg because of Off, a trampoline because yeah. they <laughs> couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Yes, that's what I laugh about. We've been around long enough to see that we finally are figuring some of this stuff out. Because I sometimes go, wait, we couldn't figure this out, like. Didn't have technology. Years ago? Didn't have technology. Didn't know. Nobody thought about it. They didn't have the technology of a net to keep you. Well, the net they did probably, but now they don't even have the springs anymore. Have you seen this new one? These new fancy ones. It's even better. They're, oh, really? They're, they're springless. Oh, okay. And yet provide the same experience with yeah. the net and the padding. I mean, it's the Mac Daddy Deluxe yeah. that you have in your backyard now. I was telling you on the phone. Um, I didn't realize how how much technology has changed since I got kids because we're just living through it so i guess if you think it over you're like oh wow yeah we've we've come a long way but my kids will ask stupid questions like we were in a cab and they're like daddy what's that my my daughter it was a phone booth no concept of a phone booth and then that led to so what was facetime when you were growing up and then i'm trying to tell them my mind's blown because i'm like oh my (laughs) god that's right there was a time you left your house you're realizing how much you need to back up Like, yeah, I mean, like, holy, you don't. Yeah, yeah you don't how think, did you FaceTime? My point oh, is, you wait, don't wait. No. Yeah, my point is, you don't think about it as much until kids start asking you questions, and wow. I try to explain to them, like, well, you see, we used to leave our houses. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you hoped you were going to find your friends. Right. Well, what, why wouldn't you just call them, Daddy? Right. Well, we didn't have. Fo- what do you mean you didn't have? Fo- well, we had phones. But we had one in the house with a very long cord yeah. that would break everything yeah. as you were trying to get privacy kitchen, yeah. and talk to a girl or something because your fucking siblings are nosy as shit. Right. So you're knocking down hummels as you try to find a spot in your right. in your house with the phone <laughs> and the long cord. A long cord? They, they can't even comprehend it. Well, that's like that video. It. There's always somebody, uh, some video will always go up. Uh, somebody will, uh, has teenage kids and they'll put a rotary phone there and say, go ahead. Right. Like, see if they know how to operate it, and they look at it like 
like your joke, right. Amish people at Best Buy. They have, <laughs> they have no idea what they're looking at. They don't know what to do with this. Oh, yeah, they're teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Amish are sneaky. They know way more. Oh, they're than horrible. You know. I don't like them. I don't trust them. They're sneaky. I don't trust them. They they're all on have. Hills. They yeah, all have cell phones. They'll beat an animal. They'll beat an animal. They'll beat an animal. They're, yeah, because they, they're farmers, so they think it's okay to just fucking smack. They run puppy mills out their ass down there. No kidding. Because they don't care. They, they they're animals. Yeah. So it's you know I've seen my buddy Phil uh, who you know was a cowboy yeah I've seen him hit a horse with a two by four right <laughs> oh yes because he's like Why? I'm like what the fuck are you doing he's like you ain't listening he's like we'll make it make him stretch it out that's what he told me he goes, <laughs> hydrate he weighs, him give him water yeah. <laughs> he's like Vicky weighs eighteen hundred pounds yeah right he can handle it he can handle it he trust handle me that. he can fucking handle it he weighs eighteen hundred pounds right. I'm like I don't know. but that's how the Amish are they're they're brutal to their farm animals because just everything's an animal. I didn't know that. Right. No. I uh, I got bit by a dog. <laughs> we got an electric scooter. Yeah. And that's how I get my kids to school every morning. They're in two different schools, so I get the one in and I come back and I grab the other one and, and it's it's me. They ride on it with you? Oh yeah, man, it's awesome. I bet. And uh, how far do you have to go for that? Uh, I mean, one kid close to a mile, the other about a half. Oh, wow. That's a great right. They must be having a blast. Well, it, it would be a whole thing because I would leave my house with the two kids and to get them both to their schools, it's a long process. Now with the electric scooter, it's like I'm back for a second cup of coffee. Like it's nice. Not wow, that's All right. amazing. Sure, that's sure. so good. But the right. stupid electric scooter, I didn't realize that dogs love them. They want to play with them. They want to attack them. They want to eat them. They want to do everything they can to let. They want to hump them. (laughs) And I didn't realize this. And I go through one of these parks that have a lot of people walking their dogs before they go to work. And I'm coming up uh, upon this dog owner and uh, and a a little white ratty looking dog. And there's a park bench. And I'm thinking I can get past them, man. No, no problem. And I'm gonna sneak by them to the right. Man, all of a sudden I snuck by him and felt this excruciating pain on the top of my thigh. The little is a little dog. He lunged he, at you. I didn't see him bite me. That's how quick he was. Oh my god! Oh. And my my son is petrified of dogs, and that didn't help the situation. He jumped off oh, and ran away. Shit. I'm screaming, <laughs> screaming, because now I'm at that point. I'm like, I gotta beat this guy up, right? I'm having this conversation with myself. Like, I now yeah. have to beat him up, right? Because the dog bit me, and then. It took me about 15 seconds in my stupid, my new brain, because I've changed over the years. I'm like, ah, you new brain, nothing. I would have punted that fucking dog. <laughs> well, this is what new brain said over Jesus. old brain. Old brain, it would have been over. New brain, it. new brain. I'm like, ah, man, you, you surprised them, and you were sneaking up on them. They didn't no, know no dude, no, dude. <laughs> If they're gonna, if you're gonna have your dog out in public, their dog has to be aware. It was on uh, a leash. I mean, well, fine, but that dog needs to be aware. There's people jogging. There's people on scooters. There's people walking around. That dog needs to be needs I to know. Him? Drop oh. kick that motherfucker. A hundred percent. You gotta teach a lesson. Really? Absolutely. The reason you would should do that is because the owner never did. But then the guy was apologizing immediately, sure. and I'm like, I don't even want to hear. Just get away. Because I, I basically I was saying get away because I still might. Hit you, sure. But then my kids there. Nah, yeah, you can't do that. So I learned the lesson because now. Why is he, why is he scared of dogs? But go ahead. I, I I don't know. I because everyone has dogs in New York City, and we, you know, all of a sudden you'll be at a light or walking down the sidewalk, and you'll have one that kind of la- oh, lunges sure, yeah, at yeah. you. And if you're a little smaller, you you don't you're not totally sure what that is. 
That's all. Yeah, he wasn't huh? bit or anything. I got bit. And I, I go, look, I told my son, I'm like, look, I got bit, and I'm not scared of dogs. I'm just mad. Yes. I'm just yeah. mad. That's good, Dad. And it was a giant bruise, and, it, and I had heavy jeans on and long johns. And he still it, got you. It was a cold morning. I pulled my pants down at home, and my wife's like, what the? It was like I got punched really hard. Okay. In upper wow. Oh, huge bruise. Yeah. And then we were worried, did have rabies and all that, so now I've been looking for the guy. Got to go get a tetanus. But you got to go get a tetanus uh, shot. It didn't break the well, skin. Well, then you don't need it, and you're That's fine. That's what I think. Then I you're completely know. fine. I mean, yeah, we have to worry about the coronavirus. I, I, really? I think I'm all right. Uh, oh, you're, you're not worried about the corona? No. No. no not whatsoever. Not at all. Why? Because this is America. Uh, Goddamn America. <laughs> well, it's uh, what, what, they, what have they said about it so far? It can be transmitted. They, that was the big announcement recently. They've confirmed that it can be transmitted from human to human. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Like the regular fucking flu? <laughs> flu that kills way more people? Uh, 200, Every 180, year. 200 people a day the flu kills. Is like, that true? Yeah. Everybody just calm down. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, it's not like a... What's the movie Contagion and all that shit? I don't know that one. Like, I know he's he's the like Dustin Hoffman mushrooming right into like the most glow, you know, no. outbreak, outbreak, yeah. or outbreak, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. outbreak. Everyone got the flu. All right, some people got the flu. It's gonna die down. Everybody, I, take it easy. Well, I, I was I was uh, talking to people about this. Like there was a time, you know, the the whole world's not like us, and they they have some weird, you know, things they do and weird sure. diseases. Oh, you mean but, like buy bats in a food market? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of fucking weird, <laughs> exactly. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But for a very long Tasty. Yeah, right. <laughs> Crispy on the wings. But very, good. for a very long time, their their weirdness was contained to their area. Right. So if they had some crazy virus, it was just going to fuck up their part of the world and right. nowhere else. But with these cruise ships and these planes, oh God, uh, this people. stuff is starting to move around now right. more and more. Right. They... they uh, they held a guy back that was trying to board a plane. This is a couple of weeks ago. He had a bag of bird parts. No, they were birds. Dead birds, like, right? In a almost, bag. They almost looked dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. Freeze-dried. 200 freeze-dried right. dried out birds. Okay, you saw this story. I did see it, yeah. Why do you have those to eat? Because <laughs> like I need to get my penis hard. Yes. Right, right. right exactly. It's all about yeah. getting the penis right. hard. Sure, right. sure. So, I don't yeah, know. just 200 dead birds trying to sneak them in, and, and uh, what is it in a, like a, 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 a animal yeah. uh, product or uh, like a dog food bag yeah, or yeah. some shit yeah. like that? And they said, yeah, yeah 200 dead this, birds. And they're basically saying, yeah, this can't be good. So no, you no. cannot take these, especially on the plane. in the middle of the coronavirus. Yeah, Did you exactly. really think that was the thing to do? Exactly. This reminds me. I'm gonna give a shout out here to Theo Vaughn. Theo, because this reminds me of his bit about hamster bones. Yeah, they, oh yeah, they, they, they found some dude that had. Yeah. I forgot how many pounds of hamster bones got. <laughs> <laughs> Download that, listeners. Hey, uh, before we wrap up, Vic Henley's working on a CD. It's called Hell is Real. Yeah, man. And it'll be out in a couple of weeks. That's exciting. I listened to the final edit yesterday. Happy? Very happy with it. Good. I, I, and I hate everything. <laughs> and, I, and I can't keep listening to it. I've had to listen to it, you know, three or four you gotta times. You got to hear your own voice. And, and so Lenny Marcus helped me a ton with it. He's a comedian pro guy. He he helped. He wrote half of Leslie Jones' last special. Wow. That's on Netflix, yeah. And she gave him credit. It's on the writing credits. And so, um, but this is me, and we worked on it, and it's called Hell is Real. And so it's ready to go. So it's the artwork. Grab a few hard copies. And uh, then it's just going to be downloadable. I'm not going to carry around hard copies. Yeah, of course not. Well, mm-hmm. you should carry around some for your shows. A few maybe, but, but I don't want to. Like, people like that stuff autographed. Hey, you know I love Rich Voss. 
Yeah. But there is nothing sadder than you're the comedian. The you're the I'm the one person. <laughs> funny. Funny. Very funny. I was trying to keep it on the high road. <laughs> ah, you would no, he would like that. that. He would totally like that. And so, but I don't want to, but there's, it's kind of, I don't want to just stand there with your, sitting at a table when the show's over. I'd rather yeah. be at the bar having a drink as people walk by and go, hey, that was funny. And I go, thanks. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I don't right. want to be sitting there at a little a sad table. table with a little couple of this going, please, <laughs> right. can I have $20? <laughs> right. I no, need just, $20. Just make it simple. Put a stack of them at the bar with a fishbowl and say 20 bucks. Yeah, you the honor system, the old just honor system. Just do it. Yeah, but I'm if you be sell drinking. some of the CDs at your gigs, then you don't have to hydrate and do stretches because <laughs> you got hit by a car. You can, you can be like a gentleman and go to urgent care. I'm gonna, there will be hard copies. I'm just the first part is getting it up and getting it online, where you can just tell people here yeah. it is on every format. I'm excited you, for you because uh, the pictures you posted on Instagram and Twitter looks really. I was happy. And with the tracks, it. track listings look good. Oh, man. good. I was. Yeah, I named. Oh, yeah. I, I can't named, wait to hear. I named yeah. most of them. So I, I don't even know what to call it. You can't well, call it a CD because people. Like, I call it album. How, how many albums? I went album. I went old. I went old. I went Betamax. You know, I've said every uh, reel to reel. I've said everything. You know, Morse code. You know, whatever. But I'm calling it an album. Album. All right. That's That's it. There's That's no. It. There will be no vinyl versions. But I'm calling it. It's an gonna album. be called Hell is Hell is Real is real. the name of it. So. And you told me the story behind that. It's a billboard. There's a billboard on I-71 between Columbus, Ohio, and Cincinnati, Ohio, that some farmer has just erected. That's massive. Yeah. It's as big as any other advertising billboard there that just says, hell is real. Nice. And I had jokes about it. And Very so cool. then the other one is, my other favorite one is on between St. Louis and Memphis, Tennessee. I think that's, I forgot what interstate that is. But it says, porn kills. <laughs> just as big. But just 12 states over, another farmer religious dude had the same idea. Why do they think porn kills? That's I want to wrap up well, because... Porn keeps people sane. Well, my joke on that was, and I, you know, I hardly ever do jokes on the show, but yeah. when I first saw that, I'm like, you know, I'm not a big porn guy, but I've seen porn, and yeah. in any or all of the porn I've seen, not one time did I ever think someone's going to lose their life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look over your shoulder. Right. Watch out, <laughs> dude. Chick. <laughs> I think it keeps people sane. I think it's not right. It's, I think you, you know you rub out. Well, not in the eyes of Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Oh, I mean, come on. You, you know, that's I mean, a, that's why the sign's up there. Lord born kills. Born kills. Kill. Oh, it's a gateway. That's right. Gateway yeah. to hell. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I. That's all I want to do yeah. now. Uh, we're at Get Parts with Judd Jones and Vic Kenley. You guys are like uh, neighbors. We you are really nice. Right. Right. On the Upper East Side, both comics. Both very funny comics, by the way. And uh, we're at Get Parts. I got to say, I started with a Founders Porter. They have such a selection here, it's insane. Oh, it's crazy. I, I, I and never the know bourbon, to... too. I'm having the Larceny, which was Al Capone's favorite bourbon. Oh, we've oh, had that in the past. Sure. Yes, okay. Matt, Matt, Matt recommended it. Yeah, yes. uh, right. Matt recommended that uh, a couple years ago. And now I'm moving on to the Austin East Ciders Original Dry Cider. There that is go. a very cool, old-school-looking label on there. It seems I would cool. collect this as a beer can, you know? yeah. man. That's, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a nice can. They, have all, they have all your old-school dad's beers here, too. That's right. They're yeah. local. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, stuff yeah. that was only brewed in New York State and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, things well, I've never heard of. Well, yeah. I tell you, I noticed a minute ago, over your shoulder, these beers they're advertising. Look at that one on the left. What's that called? Florida, Florida Cracker. Cracker. Florida Cracker. That's the beer right there. Florida Cracker. A Read what it has. In it. Well, a Belgian style white ale, that doesn't make sense if it's called Florida Cracker. Right. If it's called Cracker, it has to be a white beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's oh, what that's why. Okay. It's Florida Cracker. Florida yeah. Cracker's yeah. got to be that's a white beer. Man, I, I was in uh, Fort Lauderdale for almost a week with Brother Weeze. <laughs> I didn't see any Florida shit. You didn't go to the beach? 
I went to the beach. I mean, Florida shit, meaning all that crazy stuff. Oh, oh, no. Florida is. You got to go inland. You got to go inland. You got to go inland. That's where the action yes, is, right? Move to the middle of the penis. There, <laughs> there's an amazing story about Florida every day. Some idiot doing I, oh, something. Of course. I, got one, I got one that I saw you in got the news a good one? today, or maybe today or yesterday. Yeah. The backup catcher for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays got busted in a parking lot at a Dollar General in a strip center where they're doing spring training jacking off. <laughs> He's jacking off in his car in front of the family dollar. Somebody sees him, calls the cops, <laughs> and gets arrested for it. It's in the news. It is. It He's just like, gets it. When you, even right. re, he might have been a regular like, person, like but first, he went to Florida. Right. But the first couple of stories I saw of it, it said that he was masturbating in his car in the strip center out in front of the family dollar or whatever, the dollar store. But what was he masturbating to? Who knows? Some chick walking I'm Discount trying. prices. Oh, you, know? you keep me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I was going to go with a good deal. But I very thought that good. was a very Florida thing what, right there. That's all know? the details. Like, there was nobody else involved. He, did he have pornography in the car? He didn't say anything. It was like he exposed he himself in his car. But he's in a strip center in, what's it, Dunedin, Florida or some Dunedin, shit? Dunedin. 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 There you go. That's Dunedin, it. Dunedin, 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 Florida. You, uh, in you, the dollar store. <laughs> you see so much crazy shit in New York City. I've seen more than my share of homeless guys, especially just jacking off. Oh, yeah. And oh, sure. women will be walking by as this is happening too. They don't even flinch in New York, no. and no one's calling the cops and arresting no, the guy. New York, no New Yorker does we, anything. We're just used to that yeah. crap. That's just Tuesday. I saw. We saw. Yeah. Uh, we were. I forgot where we were coming home from, but we saw a homeless guy just full shitting on the corner on Fifth Avenue in the nice area where all the hoity toities right. are, and then f- trying to find something out of the garbage to, to wipe his ass. Well, those are nice bushes over there. I mean, that's no, no bush that's right, good. right on the corner at the light. Oh, oh God! Shit. Oh no! Why didn't even open. go to the median? Why don't? No, <laughs> no. I parked Fifth. Oh, it's Fifth. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. No, no, it was Fifth <laughs> Avenue, and it was it was in pure daylight, busy, and no one gave a shit. Is my point? Right, right. They just didn't care. We're in the TKTS line about 10, 11 years ago with my mom. Trying to get some, you know, discount Phantom of the Opera tickets because she wanted to go. Yeah, and a dude, he steps over the railing. There is a little like garden area or something, but it's not much. But he steps over the railing and drops down, starts peeing, and my mom starts yelling at him. <laughs> Everybody else is doing the New York thing just while she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, hey, hey, not right, stop doing that." <laughs> really? I can't believe you. Really? There's people out here. There's people out You're here. You're in public. You're, that's awful. <laughs> And I'm like, shut up. Shut up. You got He'll nose. turn around and pee on us. He'll yeah, turn around yeah, and pee yeah. on us. We're right fucking next Throwing to him. Shit at you. We're yeah, right something. next to him. That's funny. She's like, I can't believe it. I thought you told me the city was clean now. <laughs> Once the Lion King came in, you said this stuff went away. No, I, I never told you that. I, didn't I, never, told I never told you that. I told you that. Uh, I told you it's a lot better. Yeah. Speaking of Broadway, I went and saw Utopia finally. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. David Burns' uh, Broadway show, oh, Utopia. Nice. I was blown away. Well, he was and telling now, me all about it. It looks, okay. it looks yeah. crazy. And good. now I'm a massive uh, Talking Heads yeah, fan again. I, again, I, never was not, but again. Yeah. What? You no, never, I I, you said I'm a massive Talking Heads fan. I, again. But I you. was trying to figure out why I tapped out for so many years, and then I've been going back uh, over the catalog going, my Stands God. up. My God, what, what have, have I you done? done? The, the Stop Making Sense is still one of the best concert films ever, I think. I loved it. Uh, I, I went to the theater and saw it when it came out. Well, as soon as 
the next day after me and my wife went to see Utopia, I I uh, I, I found Stop Making Sense on the TV, uh, <laughs> and it does the filming doesn't hold up as much. That's Jonathan Demme. That's Oscar winning Jonathan oh, Demme. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Right. I, you know, was that his first film? Stop I don't know if it's sense? his first one. I think it might be, but I'm not sure. I don't know enough and about his career. But it's 85. I know it's 85, and, and I think it might be his first film. And maybe. I'll be honest with you, I thought the suit was bigger. In my imagination, the suit was bigger. P- possibly, I David, told you. I told David you. David Burns uh, for the people because we have a younger audience, sadly. But uh, you then, know, it's then, not making sense halfway through the film. You know, oh, the Tom Tom Club. Oh my God, they do. Uh, but up, but up, genius but up, of love. But up, and, but up, because and, David Burns backstage uh, but doing but a costume but change. I love that song. But up, by the way. don't forget work. Don't forget. Uh, well, they they do that. Uh, they do a killer version. Of, that's genius of love, and then they do a killer version of. Uh, uh, under the boardwalk, the old cover, right? And then, and then, don't forget wordy rapping hood. <laughs> that one I don't know. That's the, that's the third down on okay. the, the obscure. I'll have to uh, look that up. But, but, so then, David Byrne comes back on stage with his giant suit, and in my imagination, it was really big. But here on Broadway, you don't think you think it was not. No, as it's big. not making sense. Oh, you just, oh, from your remembrance yeah, of the film. Because I haven't seen that film. Oh, in I got you. Years. Right, right, right. So I, 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 I mean, was telling my big, wife because. Why do you see the big suit? Yeah, I was excited. <laughs> like you're not gonna believe it, and he comes out like oh, I remember I it being it a bit bigger. bigger. He came out with just regular '80s shoulders. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I told him I had the big suit. Yeah. And it's just this giant ass oversized. You're like jacket. a redneck Steve Harvey. It was boy, like, I yes, tell you. It was like cream color. Wasn't quite white. Wasn't quite tan. Like cream colored. And but I I usually would wear them. I wouldn't wear them together i put it on as soon as i got home oh. and looked in the mirror and i'm like i'm the fucking comedians are gonna kill me <laughs> they're gonna eat my ass alive they're gonna go straight david burn it's just gonna be a complete shit show they'd already been fucking with me for a year about my big pants oh okay because yeah. I, I like the pants i like the big baggy pants from yeah. the 80s sure and sure. uh and, you know they're pegged at the bottom and sure, then you know, mc right. hammer yeah right. I, well, I did have harem pants i actually wore those on stage also you went hammer i want mc hammer pants i was oh, wow. i never had the balls to go hammer yeah wow, I, I, I the first time i wore the harem pants was at the Cleveland Improv and the, half the crowd that night was black and they're just heckling me all night long. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you white! What you, nigga, you're white! <laughs> like full-on hammer pants. They're fucking screaming oh at God. me. I got the wrong accent. I'm yeah. wearing hammer pants. <laughs> hey, what y'all think about my pants? What <laughs> 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 about my pants? <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't brave enough to ever oh, go hammer. Shit. And then what were those uh, those sweats that had kind of the animal print? Oh, the Zubas. I wasn't brave enough to do that either. I, oh, I, I, I flew in those constantly for two years. I, I had oh. a friend of mine that had his own bootleg brand of them. He would just send them to me. I flew them. I was riding around. I looked like Jim McMahon. I don't oh, good remember for you. he always had them uh, on. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> what about the parachute pants? Remember I went parachute. Like, parachute. I went zippers so. on my pants. All, you know, a lot, Z- of, zippers. Yeah, a lot of zippers. I stopped by the time it only went on for about five years. Once I went, once I met my first ex-wife, I think she tampered all that down. And really reminded me how stupid I looked and took it on more. Pulled <laughs> you out of your hammer, yeah, face. out of my my big pants, my big pants face. But but this David Byrne. Oh my goodness! He brought yes. me right back into the Talking Heads and uh, take me to the river, Psycho Killer. And then every yeah. song off uh, Speaking in Tongues is amazing. 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 One of my favorite songs ever. And people always no, we ask, were talking about this. People always ask uh, ask me what's your you know what's your top like five ah. songs ever, and I realized that one of them is this must be the place. Home is where I want to be. Me round. Mm. <laughs> you know that song? I I I, I think I, I recognize. And David Byrne has never but. really explained what the song's about, and they they play it at a lot of uh, services and stuff. It's a it's an amazing services. song. Like, like funerals and stuff and wakes. Oh, yeah, it's an amazing funeral songs song. in your top five. 
It's a it's a happy. It's not. It's a great song. It's oh, just it a great yeah, yeah, yeah. feel good type of song. It's a great song. Oh, okay. Right. And then I love the swamp from that album. Oh, I like the one. Uh, the, Little Pippi, uh, no, the one he's talking about his kid. But he, he's talking about it, but I just like, he goes, Little Pippi. <laughs> he's talking about a baby's penis. <laughs> but it's cute. It's just about, he's just describing a child. And then it goes into the chorus, which is now this fucker's going to keep us up all night. You know how many uh, guys were yelling, but it was cute as they're being thrown in jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was cute. No, I, was, I was joking. I was joking. I was joking. You ever heard David Byrne? It's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, he is. Uh, he's that's a talented man. He's got a big brain. He's yes, got he a does. Big brain. He's a very smart guy. Weren't they NYU? Is that what it was? I knew? It was somewhere here in the city. I don't know. I, I know it's art school. I think it's NYU. I'm going to read his book, uh, Bicycle Diaries. He got go. obsessed with riding his bike on tour as his uh, mode of transportation, okay, right. and and you know found a lot of cool things in every city because he was biking around instead of just taking cars and stuff. Mm. But. Uh, this show is awesome, but no one was fucking getting up and moving. That's the sad part. Which pissed me off because it was on Broadway, so everyone's in a seat. Yeah. And then David Byrne, right before burning down the house, he's like, by the way, I talked to the fire marshal. You, he basically wanted to say, you assholes can dance. Yeah, you can move. You oh, because they were just sitting there. They were treating you oh, like Because oh, it's a Broadway yeah, show, yeah, technically. They're acting like that. Yeah. But it's the type of show. It was basically a concert. Yeah, it's a rock concert. Yeah. It's a concert. There's music on stage. It's a rock concert. With it, amazing musicians from all over the world. A those, lot of Those are conditioned Broadway people then. You just sit there. I guess. I guess. I guess. Or, is, yeah. or you just get so old, you don't dance anymore. Yeah. Because I hate dancing, but I want to get up. I'm looking I at always get I'm up. I'm looking at my wife sure. like I've had people. I, I want to move. People have yelled at me for the past five years for standing in front of him dancing around. I don't care if yeah. it's been Paul McCartney or you two or whoever. Yeah, and they're like you need to sit down. I'm like you need to grow a dick and get up and dance. <laughs> right. I'm about to turn this you're mother like out. You're 80. Like, fuck, you're acting you know? like you're 80. Right. Come on, fucking it's goddamn. They're playing Sunday Bloody Sunday. I'm gonna fucking yeah. pump my fist. What's the next right. time you're gonna see it live? Yes, come on, I'm not get sitting up. here looking at the right. program. Yeah. Right. Get up, you know? McCartney sure. singing. I couldn't dance with another. <laughs> And you don't want to dance? And you're, and you're sitting on your fucking hands? <laughs> nah, it's awful. That's terrible. Nah, it's worst yeah. thing ever. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I want to thank Matt and the gang at Get Parts once again. Uh, I know a lot of fans of the podcast come rolling on through Get Parts and check out the place. Uh, Great spot. By the way, we do the podcast, you know, in the in the front of Get Parts, uh, in this little room that overlooks the sidewalk, if you're wondering where we do all these episodes. And Carl certainly has sat at this table we're at right now more times than I can count. But Matt put on the menu to ju just remember Carl. It's called the Carl. It's a shot of Jim Beam and old Rasputin. I, I, if you do get the Carl, by the way, yeah, maybe uh, tweet out a picture or throw it on yeah. Instagram or something. I think that'd be kind of cool. We're, we're all trying to keep uh, Carl's uh, name uh, alive for a very long time, and right? Sit up here where all the glass is. It's a nice view. People walking by. 72nd oh, Street. Never know what you're going to see. 72nd Street, baby. Saw a three-legged Pomeranian a minute ago. You know, you saw fun. some of the stuff walking by. A three-legged Pomeranian, a little dog right there. Yeah, just walk by. I, I tripod. Res respect to the three-legged dogs. He's making it work. Respect. Marie Laveau. She had a one-eyed cat and a three-legged dog. Fuck the cat. <laughs> <laughs> one-eyed cat though. Huh? One-eyed cat with it eye, with it so shut. One-eyed cat and a three-legged dog. I think it's Marie Laveau. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I'm pretty.
Hey buddies, Creamy Butters here. Uh, it was really cool hearing my old pal Jim Florentine on the Opie Radio podcast the other day. I got a good Jim Florentine story from back when I was a stand-up comic. Uh, I was on the Howard Stern show once uh, with Reverend Bob Levy. That's when I met Artie Lang. We had a, it was a contest, World's Meanest Listener contest. But I made became really good friends with Bob, and he goes, he goes, oh, you got to become a stand-up comic. You got to uh, set up shows for me and book me all over New England. It doesn't matter that you're not funny. I can make a lot of money. You know, Bob was really cool that way. Uh, Bob calls me one Saturday morning. He goes, hey, Fatty, uh, I'm in Vermont with Artie Lang and Jim Florentine and Casey. Come on up. I'm like six hours into the drive. My phone rings again, and it's Levy. He goes, oh, hey, Fatty, uh, change of plans. He goes, we're going to let you do like five minutes in front of the show to warm up the crowd. So I'm driving like crazy another hour or two into the drive. Levy calls again. He goes, hey, Fatty, change of plans. Uh, you're going to host the whole show. Well, this is fucking great. It was three shows in a row, about 3,000 people per show. So this is more than I'd ever, ever fucking dreamt of. I get to the venue, I walk in, and there every, everybody's standing there. Levy's all, hey, the, uh, Artie, you remember Butters. Casey, you remember Butters. I never met Florentine before. I meet, meet Florentine. And Artie Lane goes, oh, hey, Butters. He goes, uh, this is great, you know, that you're a comic now. He goes, uh, uh, how much material do you have? I go, oh, Artie. I go, I got, uh, I got a solid three minutes. And he goes, oh, that's great. And he, he kind of grimaces, and he looks at Levy. He goes, Levy, Levy, you cocksucker. I, I thought I told you, no more fans. And he looks back at me. He goes, don't worry, kid. You're great. You know we love you. Levy, you cocksucker, I told you. And, and, and him and Levy walk away yelling at each other. But but Florentine, he goes, hey, you know, in his Florentine voice, he goes, there's no pressure on you. Nobody's here to see you. They're here to see, they're here to see Artie. Goes, you, you got three minutes worth of material. He goes, let me get you, give you some advice. He goes, say a couple of your jokes and then hold up a beer. Say, who's drinking? Chug the beer. You know, say, who, well, mention the name of the town. What's up, Burlington, Vermont? Who's watching some porno later? Do all those little hacky things. He goes, at the end of the night, nobody's going to remember that, that you made them laugh or not. They're just going to remember that they were screaming when you were on stage. So it's the third show, and uh, and Florentine goes, "Look, Rich." He goes, "You did great." He goes, um, uh, "But but this is uh, this is all the guys that have been coming to this show. Uh, they've all been out drinking." waiting for this show this is going to be the worst crowd you see these guys are going to start booing you being mean you know they're going to start giving me and levy shit but me and levy can handle it because we're pros so i get on stage and it's like a it's like a three thousand uh carl ruiz is out there boo boo i'm getting the shit booed out of me so so i i look i gotta do five minutes that's what i was told to do and then i look at the crowd i go i don't care if you throw drinks at me for the next five fucking minutes i'm doing my fucking time all i remember is the the first drink um it hit me square in the chest uh, bounced off my chest, floated in the air, got caught in the stage lights. I could see each individual ice cube. I could see all the, the three different colors in the lime. And I could faintly smell, taste the, the liquid on my lips that it was a, like a gin and tonic. And then the, the drinks just started hitting me. Uh, mixed drinks, beer bottles bouncing off the stage, breaking. I look over at the side of the stage and Florentine's sitting there with, with Casey and they're just laughing. Uh really joyous look on their face uh casey actually puts his arms out in a jesus pose looks into the sky so i i mimic that pose and just let people throw drinks at me uh it felt like i felt like i did the whole five minutes but I, I i probably only put up with that abuse for another minute or two and then i uh 
then I brought KC on stage. But uh, Florentine's just the coolest guy. Whether it was uh, him call when my son was a little guy, he'd call. He he called my kid one night as special ed and said, "Stay in school. Don't be like me." He's just the coolest motherfucker on the earth, and I'm glad that he's on the Opie Radio podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks.